Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lift it up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs and chapter number one. The book of Proverbs and chapter number one. We're continuing with, or we're starting a brand new mini series dealing with the five types of fools. And we're going to explain that here in just a bit. For this year, for our church, we're seeking after wisdom, and wisdom is our great theme. And this miniseries fits perfectly with the idea of looking for wisdom. Now, for our church folks, we want to encourage you that as we go through here, that even though I may have the verses written out up on the slides, I would encourage you to, for you to have a Bible for yourself that you may mark some of these passages, may be able to refer to them later on. As for now, look with me in the book of Proverbs in chapter number one. The book of Proverbs chapter number one, and notice with me in verse number seven. Proverbs chapter 1 and in verse number 7, the Bible says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now in the Hebrew language, there are five words that are translated into our English word fool. They have the simple fool, the silly fool, the sensual fool, the scorning fool, and the steadfast fool. These are the five different fools that are mentioned inside of the book of Proverbs. A fool is someone who does not follow the wisdom of God, which we saw in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and and instruction. So a fool is someone who does not follow the wisdom of God. Now distinguishing these fools will help us to know when to counsel and the type of counseling they shall receive. So with this backdrop in mind, let's hit the very first type of fool with the idea of the silly, simple fool. Now, (laughs) As we go on, we're going to see that there are different degrees of fools. They will go through the steps of a progression, or if you would like to say a degression. You need to stop someone before they get too far. So each one of these fools are not going to be standalone fools. They're going to be progressing and building upon their fooldom bit by bit by bit by bit. So with that now, let's cover the very first fool, the simple fool. With this in mind, let's take some time and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you being a wonderful God. And as we come up to you tonight, we are looking for wisdom. We're asking that you would grant us the wisdom that you would help us, Lord, to be able to 
discern what you would have us to do, that you would give us grace, that you would give us mercy, that you would help your Bible to become true, and that you would help others to be helped by here and give us the wisdom to help others. I need you and your Holy Spirit now to guide and direct, to fill me, to be with my words, be with my thoughts, that this would be exactly what you want to get across rather than something that I'm putting together. Lord, thank you that we can trust you in all of these. In your name we pray. Amen. We're going to cover, first of all, the simple fool. The simple fool comes from the Hebrew word pethi, which implies vulnerability. It means to open up. Now, as a definition, the simple fool is one who opens his mind to any passing thought, any type of enticements, or any type of deceptions. So a simple fool basically has his mind so open that if you could forgive the old country saying his brains fell out. They're opened up so much that he can't discern for himself. It's too open. In the scriptures, this type of fool is just usually referred to as simple. So you'll see the simple ones to fool the simple, to teach the simple. So in the book of Proverbs, especially whenever you see the word simple, it is referring to this simple fool, this simple fool. This simple fool has not developed discernment. What is discernment, by the way? Discernment carries the idea of far seeing, that you're able to see not just what is in front of you, but being able to see what's further down the path. For example, if we had two people up here and you had one that was going off to an angle and one that was going straight, at the very beginning, both of those people look like they're at the same place. But as they take step after step after step, after step, you will see that there is a great divide. They are getting further and further apart. Discernment is being able to tell people right at the very beginning where they're headed before they get there. So discernment is important because we don't want to head down the wrong path. And discernment's important because we want to correct someone who may be going the wrong path before they get too far off. Does that make sense? So discernment is something important, but a simple fool has not developed discernment. They do not have discernment. They can't tell where their path is going to take them, nor do they see the results and the consequences that will happen because of them traveling that path. Um, a simple fool is dangerously immature and extremely gullible. This is one of their characteristics, that they're dangerously immature. We understand that different people should, uh, people should develop a little bit of maturity. And especially over time, they should become more and more mature. A simple fool is dangerously immature. And they are extremely gullible that they could be fooled into many different things because their mind is open. They don't have discernment. They, people can easily convince them. This is why this type of fool is so dangerous because they're not trying to get in trouble. Others can lead them into trouble. They're not trying to get into trouble. They just step off the cliff and didn't realize that it was going to hurt them. They are extremely gullible. 
Now without instruction, and notice this, consistent discipline. The simple fool will quickly progress to greater foolishness. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 that it says foolishness abideth in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from them. The Bible starts off by saying, listen, children start off as fools. Children are immature. They lack discernment. They don't understand that there's dangers out there. They're extremely gullible. I mean, most of you have been able to have your own stories. For example, not one of my best moments, but as a privilege of an older brother, that was what my job was, to show them about the world. And so my baby brother loved pickles. That was great. So let's give him a pickle. Here's a pickle. Oh, you like that pickle, huh? Here's another pickle. Oh, that's good. Hey, here's another pickle, but instead give him a jalapeno pepper. All right. We understand children start off fairly gullible. They're going to believe what's told to them. Okay. However, there comes a place where a simple fool, that becomes a very dangerous thing because soon it's going to be a lot more dangerous than a jalapeno pepper. How do we correct someone who is a fool? Remember, all children start off as fools. How do we stop them from progressing worse fooldom? By consistent discipline. Foolishness abideth in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it for them. They need consistent uh, discipline. Why? They need to be taught that there are consequences for their actions. The problem with the simple fools, they don't understand there's consequences. What happens if I jump off a cliff? Well, you're going to hurt yourself. Are you sure? Yes. But they don't understand. They don't perceive, discern that there's a consequence for their actions. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and put this uh, um, (coughs) tack inside of a wall socket. See what happens, right? Nothing's going to happen. Well, then something's going to happen. You understand? They don't understand there's consequences for every action we take. What happens with constant discipline is they start to understand the principle of cause and effect. Because my actions were wrong, there was a consequence for it. I'm starting to discern that there are things out there that I should not do or I should not be engaged in. Does that make sense? This is why this is important. This is how we are training them to help protect them from being worse fool. Consistent discipline is necessary. It forms character. What are we speaking about character? Character here carries the idea of integrity or basically this, it's doing what's right when no one else is looking. What we're trying to do is trying to help them so they could survive on their own and not automatically fall into trouble. So if I'm raising a child and I've disciplined them, when I am turned my back, they're not taking cookies from the cookie jar. They have character. They're going to do what's right even when no one is looking. That's what the discipline is going to do is that they're going to be taught to do what's right. Why am I going to do what's right? Because there's consequences for my actions. We want to teach them later on because we want to do it for the glory of God. But to start off with, a child doesn't understand the glory of God. They just know I can't go take Pop-Tarts in the middle of the night and lick all the frosting off of because there's going to be consequences. Does that make sense? I don't want them to go in the middle of the night and go raid my pantry. Does it make sense? 
<laughs> but children, they don't know any better. Good. <laughs> so how do they learn? Well, they have to be disciplined. Now, the simple fool is especially vulnerable to seductive women. We'll find that in the book of Proverbs. They're extremely vulnerable. A pretty girl tells them something to do and they go, okay. And they can be led to do all kinds of foolish things. This silly fool lacks the wisdom for irreversible consequences for surrendering to temptation. Meaning, because they don't know of there, there's consequences for actions, they're not going to understand that there are big consequences that cannot be changed and cannot be erased. For example, some foolish man, foolish young man, decides that he is going to sleep with a woman. She ends up being pregnant. You can't take that back. That's irreversible consequences. I don't understand why I can't drive drunk until you hit someone and kill someone. Those are irreversible consequences. A simple person, a simple fool, doesn't understand that there are consequences that cannot be covered away, cannot be swept under a rug, that cannot be just wiped away, that cannot be patted on the head and say they're there. Does that make sense? The simple fool just lacks these ideas and they can be talked into all kinds of things because they don't understand there's consequences for those actions. Notice with me, if you don't mind, Proverbs chapter 7. We're going to look at a, a decent sized section in Proverbs 7. And I'd like for you to look along with me and see what the Bible has to say concerning this simple fool. In fact, it may be a good exercise to identify Every time it is making reference to this simple fool, even in the pronouns. Notice with me Proverbs chapter 7. Proverbs chapter 7 and notice with me verse 1. Proverbs chapter 7 and verse 1. And beheld among the simple ones. Remember that in the Bible, especially in Proverbs, when you see the word simple, it is referring to the simple fool. And beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding. This is the simple fool. He is void of understanding. He does not understand the consequences that happen because of his actions. Passing through the street near her corner, he, that's that simple fool, went to the way of her house. And in twilight, in the evening, black and dark night, <coughs> and behold, he there met him, that simple fool, a woman with the attire of a harlot and subtle of heart. So here's a, a picture. Here's a man who lacks understanding. He lacks discernment. He's a simple fool. He doesn't understand there's consequences. So he passes by and here's a lady dressed as a harlot. So you already can imagine in your mind, please don't, but a lady who is not dressed appropriately. And so when she's dressed inappropriately, provocatively, she goes, hey, come here. Well, a man without understanding is like, okay. Right? We all went to school with him. Okay. Whatever you say. And he does, follows her. Notice as it goes on. And it says, she is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. 
Now she is without now in the streets and lieth in wait at every corner. Verse 13. So she caught him, that simple fool, and kissed him, that simple fool, and with an impotent face said unto him, I have peace offerings um, with me. This day I have paid my vows. Therefore I have come forth to meet thee. And diligently speak thy face that I have found thee. <clears throat> and I have decked my bed with coverings and tapestry, carved works, and fine linen of Egypt. And I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come and let us take our fill of love until the morning. And let us solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home. He is gone in a long journey. This should trigger something in some discerning man's heart. Even if he said, oh, she's pretty and she's talking to me. As soon as she said, my husband's not here, that should do something like, okay, um, I'm leaving. But he goes, oh, okay, he's not here. He thinks I'm not going to get caught. He's lacking character. Okay. So she convinces him that even though she's married, you're not going to get in trouble. We're going to share our love. If you notice, she said, we're going to make love and we're going to share our loves, plural. For the good man is not at home. He has gone in a long journey. He hath taken a bag of money with him and he will come home at the day appointed. He's not coming home early. We have all this time. Notice this. With her much fair speech, she caused him this simple fool to yield with the flattering of her lips, she forced him. Now, <laughs> did she tie him up? She twist his arm? She forced him with her words because he's lacking discernment. He had no choice but to do what she told him to do. We've met all kinds of people. Why'd you do that? I don't know. And sometimes that's a legitimate response. I don't know. And just because she told him something, he's extremely gullible, he's open, he's lacking discernment, he goes, okay. He felt like he had no other choice but to listen to her because this was the right thing to do at the right time because nothing's going to happen to me. She promised me nothing bad was going to happen. You understand? This is a simple fool. This isn't someone who's trying to get in trouble, but he keeps finding himself in trouble. Because he lacks discernment. He goeth after her straightway, this simple fool, as an ox goeth to a slaughter. He doesn't realize what danger he's in. Or as an uh, ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. That's actually a different fool. We'll talk about that fool later. Tell a dart strike through his, the simple fool's liver, and as a bird hasted through a snare, knoweth it not, it was for his life. He didn't realize what danger he was in. And now the consequences hit and there's nothing that can be done. They're irreversible. The simple fool views life as simple and fails to see the consequences that come. I meant it's to him, it's just here and now. I want to do this. Let's do this. And doesn't realize that this is going to hurt. Proverbs 22, 3 says this, a prudent man foreseeth the evil 
and hideth himself. So a prudent man, a wise man says, that's bad. I'm going somewhere else. If a prudent man sees a lady dressed like that, I'm not going near her. I'm showing wisdom. I'm hiding myself. I'm not putting myself in that situation. But the simple pass on and are punished. Well, why am I getting in trouble? Because you did something wrong. Does that make sense? They don't understand what is going on. The book of Proverbs shows us the simple fool. Notice if you don't mind Proverbs chapter 1 where we started off with. Proverbs, the whole book is meant to give wisdom to the simple. This is why every person, especially young men, need to be in Proverbs every day. We need wisdom to protect us. Wisdom of things that we wouldn't think of before. Proverbs chapter 1 Uh, Notice with me, starting at verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon to the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, that means we're trying to help the simple, the simple fool, and to the young man knowledge and discretion. All right, so we know that the book of Proverbs is written for the purpose of helping the silly fool to get wisdom, the simple fool to get wisdom. So with this, notice there are some priceless truths that we need to be able to teach children from Proverbs. This is why Proverbs is such an important book. What are we trying to teach children in the book of Proverbs? Well, again, Proverbs chapter 1 gives us the list. It gives us the explanation of what we're trying to teach children. First of all, notice if you don't mind, to know wisdom. The thing that we're trying to teach all children is to know wisdom. What is wisdom? The idea of wisdom is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge applied. And it starts with the knowledge of God. The very first thing that we are trying to teach people from the Bible is for them to know God personally. And when you know God personally, then God can help guide you out of foolish situations. Out of situations that will get you in trouble. God is able to protect you a lot more from your own foolishness. Many of us have testimonies of that, that God kept us away and we didn't realize what danger we were really in. And so Proverbs, the very first thing is to help us to know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If we want wisdom, it begins with God. In addition, we're supposed to give the fool instruction, to give a person instruction so they won't be foolish. What's instruction? Instruction is teaching the unknown. What are we doing? We're teaching people the known to the unknown, bringing them along so that way they would have knowledge of things they do not know. Do simple fools have a lot of things they don't know? Proverbs is going to teach them things they didn't previously know. Well, I never thought of that before. Yeah, that's why we're teaching it to you. We need Proverbs. Everyone needs Proverbs. It's going to help them to have wisdom. In addition, it's to give to perceive the words of understanding, to perceive the words of understanding. What is perception? The idea of perception is to recognize right and wrong. It's not recognize evil. (laughs) The problem with a simple fool is they don't know what's right and wrong. They don't know this is bad for me. 
the idea of Proverbs is to help teach them, instruct them to give them a sense of right and wrong. Well, come on, man, jump off a cliff. Why not? Because it's wrong. Hey, man, let's skip class. No, why not? Because it's wrong. (laughs) A simple fool without knowledge, hey, let's skip class. Okay, let's go. Not realizing it's wrong and there's going to be consequences for it. What else? To receive the instruction of wisdom. We have the idea to receive the instruction of wisdom. To take that which is good. Remember wisdom is knowledge implied. To instruct in wisdom. Many of the simple fools wouldn't know wisdom if it hit them in the face. We need to instruct them how to receive wisdom. How to listen. I mean, you could take a fool who's, who's a fool and you try to give them wisdom and they look at you like, what are you trying to do? They look at it like a calf looking at a new gate, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> we, the book of Proverbs is to teach them how to receive wisdom, how to listen, how to pull out what we're supposed to pull out, how to gain the lesson. It is a lot better to learn from someone else's mistakes than learn from yours. If you could avoid many mistakes in your life, you are better off. This is why Proverbs is so important. Then we could see to do justice and judgment and equity. These all are carried together to to do, to distribute justice or what is right. What is, uh, what is to give someone what they deserved. I know our world wants to do things backwards and tries to say, let's not give everyone what they deserve. Let's make everyone equal. That's not equity. Equity is to give people what they deserve fairly. (coughs) Not, (coughs) you can't treat everyone the same, but you should treat everyone fairly, correctly. If they did right, we reward them. If they didn't do right, we don't reward them. And then we also see to give subtlety to the simple. The word subtlety is very important. The idea of subtlety is to teach people to do the right thing at the right time. There's a proper place. For example, if you ever want to know everyone's business, you ask a bunch of the Sunday school class for any prayer request. They'll be glad to tell everything that's going on in the house. We understand there are certain things that don't need to be said to everyone in the world. That's the idea of subtlety. It carries the idea of a thin measurement, a thin line of measurement, and that you are to give the right thing at the right time. There is a proper time to yell and scream. There is an improper time to yell and scream. There is a proper time to tell people what's going on, and there's a time that you don't tell people what is going on. It's not everyone's business what happens in your house. And kids need to be taught that. Foolish people don't care. Well, my mom did this. And you see mom like, oh, please stop. Shut up. (laughs) The idea is is that they need to be taught there are certain things to say at the right time, at the right place. That is subtlety, to be subtle. Now, we add to this the dangers that the simple fool is in. 
The scorning fools will seek out the simple fools and become their heroes. This is why being a simple fool is so dangerous because they cannot discern what's right and wrong. There are going to be scorning fools who are on purpose looking for the simple fools and they're going to take the simple fools and they are going to try to progress them down further fooldom. They're going to progress them further. They are hunting them down and trying to be their hero or otherwise known as all YouTube influencers. <laughs> Think about, <laughs> this is something since the last time I preached this that we've now had. We have all the Twitter um, challenges. We've had all of the other stuff where we just proved how many fools we had in our country. But you know that scorning fools enjoy that? Let me see how many people I could get to do wrong. Hey man, what you should do is go to the grocery store and what you should do is take a carton of ice cream and lick it and record yourself doing it. No one will ever know. Okay, man, that sounds great. Well, thank you for recording this and doing this. Now the grocery store is pressing charges. Good job. And they progressed on with all kinds of challenges where people and police officers have to say, please don't do this challenge. It will kill you. It won't kill me. Yes, but they don't have any understanding. But scorning fools, it's not just on YouTube and Twitter, by the way. They're in schools. They look forward to the simple ones that have no discernment, that don't know what's right and wrong, and they are going to convince them to go on. Take this scenario. <clears throat> Parents picking up their kid from jail. What got you in this mess? My friends decided to steal a car and I just went wrong for the ride. And now they're in trouble because someone led them to where they weren't supposed to go. The simple fool is not looking for trouble, but the scorner fool is. And he is laughing all the way because he got someone to do something they weren't supposed to. And the simple fool thinks he's the hero. That scorner, he is so brave. He's going against the establishment. Mama, I don't care what you say. I love him. And that guy doesn't love her back. He's just glad to be able to, to <clears throat> mess up her innocence because she's so foolish she didn't understand what was going on. They prey on that. It's important to bring swift correction to the scorning fool. And it will get the simple fool's attention. We'll talk all about the scorning fool later. But that scorning fool needs to be published publicly. So you could take a simple fool and say, this is what happens when you get into trouble. This is consequences. You do not want to end like that. As long as it looks like the scorning fool is getting away, that simple fool will heroize him even more. Look, he's doing all of this and he never gets in trouble. I think I'll do that. They need to see the scorning fool get publicly, um, uh, bring swift correction. They need to see that there are consequences. Don't go down that road. Let's stop them before they get too far. 
The Bible says in Proverbs 19.25, smite a scorner and the simple will beware. That's pretty plain is what the Bible said. You punish, bring swift correction to a scorner and the simple will go, oops, maybe I don't want to go that. And reprove the one that hath understanding and he will understand knowledge. Meaning that if there's someone who's not a fool, when they get corrected, they're thankful for it because they're not going to do that again. The Bible puts a great emphasis that the way to stop fooldom from progressing is discipline. There needs to be a discipline. And those who are a scorner, the simple fools, they need to see that there are consequences that you can't get away with all kinds of nonsense. There are consequences for actions. So let's do a summary now. What are the characteristics of a simple fool? First of all, they believe every word. They believe every word. <laughs> that if you say it, they're going to believe it. Hey man, go ahead and put this on your mouth. It's not going to hurt. Okay. Hey man, let's go steal a car. It's going to be fun. Okay. They will believe every word. They're very dangerous to themselves because they don't understand the danger they're in. They're looking for a leader. This is a big deal. They're looking for a leader. They're looking for someone to emulate. They're looking for someone to be like. They're trying to find their identity. They're trying to find out who they are. And they're looking for a leader. And so if you could get someone who's the bad to the bone, the, oh yeah, the anti-establishment, the simple fools will follow him. Isn't any wonder that every cliched uh, bad guy that you see has dumb followers who can't think for themselves? That's the same idea. <laughs> okay, man, they're looking for a leader. They're looking for someone to follow. They are ignorant of cause and effect. That's the whole idea. They don't understand their consequences for action. This is, again, part of their characteristics. And they are corrupted by scorning fools. Scorning fools love to get people to take a step into trouble, to get in there. Oh man, you never tried alcohol? Hey man, you need to try this. You ever think about that? Every person who started drinking started off because, hey man, you want to try something? Think about smoking. I can't recall anyone who who told me a story about how they started smoking that didn't start it off, that I was with my friends. I wanted to look cool. I wanted to be like them. So these are the characteristics. What are the treatment? How do we stop them from becoming worse fools? How do we fix them so they could start getting wisdom? Good question. Here we go. What's their treatment? Give training and wisdom. We have to train them. Let me give an example. So let's say that we have very young children. Some people have the philosophy that we hide them from every awful thing in the world. Is that the right way to do it? No. So we have a bar right next door. And occasionally we have someone who's drunk at the bar. Okay. So do we hide our kids and say, no, don't look at the drunk person. Don't look at the drunk person. Maybe perhaps we could say, listen, why are they drinking? Could it be that they have so many hurts that they're trying to drown out the hurts and they're trying to drown out the noise? They're not doing it for fun. 
Maybe there's something else going on. Let's look at the consequences. Do you think that they're going to feel good the next day? Was it worth it? So what we're doing is we're teaching them and giving them instruction. We're trying to give them wisdom. We're taking advantage of those opportunities to tell them that there's consequences for the world, that not everything is fun. Well, if you jump off the cliff, what do you think would happen to you? And of course, we use Proverbs to help that. Proverbs is a great tool for teaching young people. Here's a big one. Have a father lead and praise him. Remember, one of the characteristics of of a simple fool is they're looking for a leader. A father does so much to help. A father who invests in a child, who are invest in someone, a father figure who is willing to show them the right example, they will follow if they get a father figure in their life, a father to lead him. No, son, we don't do this. Son, you did a good job. They're looking for someone to say, I did good. They need a father. Uh, This is one of the reasons why we have so many fools in our country today. Now, we praise the Lord for every mother who tries to do everything that she can. But there's something about a father's influence. And now we have a country full of fools that is not going to get any better because the fathers have not done their jobs. Teach them principles of life. Again, Proverbs. Proverbs has all those principles of life. We need to teach them principles of life. There are consequences. You need to try hard. You need to do your best. Not everyone gets a participation. I know I'm so anti-wokeness right now. I'm going to get canceled because I use the word. Great. All right. So, (laughs) but we understand you've got to work hard if you're going to do this. You shouldn't expect people to give you things just because. Have you worked for it? Did you work hard for it? Did you save money for it? That you're not going to get everything you want because of this. Hey, there are consequences for this. Be careful with that. What do you think would happen if you put uh, a paper clip in a wall socket? It's not going to be good and we're not going to try it. Take my word for it. We're going to teach them principles of life. Hey, listen, you don't need to get married to the first person you see, or you don't need to go, you need to protect yourself if you were to go on a date or there. Maybe you shouldn't be alone with a person. Maybe you should have a chaperone. There, you know, we're teaching them principles of life that, listen, why would that person make a good wife? Why or why not? Why would that person make a good husband? Why or why not? By the way, this is good. We all know teenagers who cannot tell what would make a good husband and what make a good wife. How do they learn? Someone needs to instruct them. Brother Sumidorf, who we just had last week for a revival, when um, I was younger, he taught me the principle. He's, he's went up and said, listen, I want to let you know that we've been talking about some of you in the church. And everybody's looking around like, what? This is most say. And he says, what we do is that we gather all the kids And then we'll say, well, we met so-and-so at church. Would they make a good husband? Why or why not? That person over there, would they make a good wife? Why or why not? And they got to the idea where the kids were comfortable talking to their parents about things and giving the understanding that their parents will see things that they may be blinded to. You remember that old Disney phrase of twiddle-pated? The idea of twiddle-pated, dad will never be twiddle-pated. Dad will always see that's not a good guy for you. You better stay away from him. I have a shotgun. 
<laughs> but we need to teach them principles of life. What makes a good husband? What makes a good wife? Why is this a good job? Why is it not a good job? Those are things that we need to teach and have a discussion before they get there. Why is it important for you to go to church even if, when you're an adult? Why is it important to find a good job? You know, we are instructing them about principles of life. We're trying to help them with wisdom so they are not ignorant about those things about life. And then we tell how scorners are punished. They need to know that there are consequences for actions. And if they could be demonstrated, this person over here, they got in trouble. This is what happened to them. Those are bad consequences. You don't want to go through that. Again, we're giving them the principles of life. Now, if, if the simple fool is not corrected, if they are not taken care of, if these things are not followed, they will step to a worse type of fool. Next week, we'll describe that next fool, which is a silly fool, and see what happens when they take that next step. What happens when they now go to a further place of rejecting wisdom? What does it look like? What does it act like? What we're trying to do is we need to stop fools from progressing now. This is the idea. We need to discern where they're at. If they're simple, then we know how to work with them. If they're silly, we need to know how to work for them. If they're scorners, we need to know how to work with them and understand so we can be the best help to people where they're at. With this in mind, <coughs> how is your pursuit of wisdom? Are you someone that has discernment? If you need discernment, I'm thankful I could tell you a book to find it. If you like discernment, I encourage you to spend time in Proverbs. If you're a young person and you don't already have the habit of reading a proverb a day, may I beg you, please do this. Please get into the Proverbs. You say, what do I mean by young person? Oh, pretty much anybody. But especially if you're not married, if you're not married or younger, be in Proverbs every day. You need that wisdom. You need that discernment. You need to be able to develop this idea of how to survive in life. Because if it is not taken care of, then it becomes much worse. For those of us who have the privilege of parenting, we have to understand how important it is that we give consistent biblical discipline to our children. We are going to save their lives. And we're talking about in the world, we're not even talking about spiritually yet. Because if they're not corrected they're just going to get worse. They will not get better on their own. We have the responsibility to protect them from themselves. So with it, what type of wisdom do you need? Maybe you know someone who's a fool in your circle of influence. Maybe you want to take some time to pray for them. Maybe there's something that you need in your own life to keep you wise. Maybe you need to make a decision like that today. What is it that you need to seek after God for? 
Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.